Welcome back to another edition of the Knowledge Group Podcast, where we're taking a forward look at what our speakers are covering at our events. Turning our attention this time to our July 9th event, titled Significant Trends and Updates in ITC Section 337 Investigations. We're going live with this webcast, as mentioned, July 9th, running between 3pm and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to hear from two speakers today. We're going to hear from Blaney Harper, a partner at Jones Day, and Ryan Harrington, a managing director at FTI Consulting. More information about our panel, the full agenda, and how to sign up and listen to this event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25. And when used at checkout, PODCAST25 will get you 25% off that first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panel now. Hello all, my name is Blaney Harper. I'm from the law firm of Jones Day. Uh, I have been an IP litigator, uh, mainly in the electronics arts uh, and district court in the ITC for over 25 years. And I'm gonna spend a few minutes on some recent topics uh, related to the ITC. Uh, the first topic I'm gonna touch is uh, the jurisdiction uh, concerning uh, the failure to institute an ITC action. This has limited applicability, but in some cases can be very important, and it is uh, good to know that uh, if the ITC makes a mistake, you can, uh, you can still work with it. The next topic I'm going to deal with uh, really is near and dear to a lot of people's hearts, which is IPRs and the plain fact that the ITC does not use them to uh, stay a a, an investigation, but there are some decisions on IPRs that may give uh, uh, some more meat to those uh, considerations, uh, but unlikely to change anything. Um, the third topic that I'm going to deal with is uh, really uh, the preclusive effect of uh, different types of decisions um, in the ITC, uh, patents versus trademarks. Uh, fundamentally, uh, the Federal Circuit is uh, adhering to its longstanding rules on the fact that uh, decisions out of the ITC are not preclusive uh, in, 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 the dis in, in the district courts. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about the government shutdown that we had earlier in the year and how that uh, may have affected the ITC schedule uh, as a practical matter. This is useful for lots of folks to make sure that their investigations uh, are going to go on as planned. Fundamentally, the ITC has worked really hard to uh, keep its uh, procedural schedules on track. And finally, I want to talk about uh, a topic that, I that envelops a lot of ITC discussion, which is domestic industry. There are a number of uh, evolving uh, issues associated with domestic industry, um, uh, uh, including different claims from the patents uh, being used to assert against the infringing product versus the domestic, the establishment of domestic industry, uh, the way in which new investments in technology are taken into account, uh, how R&D expenses may be or may not be included in an ITC domestic industry complaint. 
standing is also uh, one of the issues that is tied up a little bit with domestic industry, and we and I intend to talk a little bit about that. And finally, uh, there is a few issues about the territorial limits of where the expenses are made uh, that can affect. Uh, domestic industry. So those are the topics that I intend to cover on this uh, on this presentation. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan Harrington. I'm a managing director at FTI Consulting. Uh, I have more than 17 years of professional experience in applying financial, accounting, and economic principles to complex business disputes over a variety of engagements, including intellectual property disputes and specifically investigations that are brought before the ITC. Um, at the ITC, I've served as an economic expert and testified in investigations there. Uh, what I'm going to focus on is some of the recent trends that at least I'm seeing regarding non-statutory Section 337 investigations. So specifically, I'll go into what exactly that means and what are non-statutory investigations. And typically, those are going to include common law trademark or trade secrets, unfair competition, false advertising, those type of claims, things that are outside the normal patent realm, if you will. I'll walk through some recent filings and some recent decisions regarding non-statutory investigations, and then I'll dive into, at least from an economic perspective, the similarities and differences in asserting claims between statutory and non-statutory uh, Section 337 investigations. So some things are similar and some things are quite different. And specifically, when we get into the existence of a domestic industry, whether you have to show a technical prong and an economic prong, and whether you have to have a nexus to the accused product or the intellectual property that's being asserted. And then one big difference that I'll definitely spend some time on is the injury requirement that you see in non-statutory uh, investigations, specifically injury to the domestic industry. I'm going to look at how you might show actual substantial injury and also how an economic expert might deal with demonstrating that there was a threat of substantial injury. I'll start to conclude my, my topics when I go into what I see as kind of the next wave of non-statutory Section 337 investigations. And I will try to put together some more stories of what I've seen on the front lines, if you will, regarding um, some trade secret uh, investig or investigations surrounding trade secrets, investigations dealing with false advertising, and then investigations dealing with this unfair competition, specifically maybe the gray market. Um, and I'll finally conclude with some considerations that I think people, um, whether it's outside counsel or whether it's a, a GC or, or a GC department, what considerations people should look at or think about whether they need an economic expert um, in non-statutory Section 337 investigations. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget, more information about our panel, the full agenda, and how to sign up and listen to this event on July 9th will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25, and when used at checkout, PODCAST25 gets you 25% off that first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you July 9th, and until then, take care. Bye for now.